and welcome to Public Hearing. I'm Trice Brown. I'm Caroline Craig. And today, Caroline, we're going to be talking about uh, the specially called council meeting that you attended. Uh, they were supposed to vote on the um, new redistricting plan, the new yeah. map, last week. And then after some challenges came up to that, they pushed that back to this week. And now they had a specially called meeting all about that. And you were there. I was there all three hours. All, almost three hours. Yeah, all three hours. And what was the majority of that taken up by? Um, so the majority of that was taken up by the public hearing that they held. Um, and I think a lot of the members of the council thought that they should have another public hearing just to hear their th- the community's thoughts one more time about mm-hmm. the plan and stuff. Right. Um, so they had people limited to five minutes, but I think about... 16 people came up and spoke in support of the plan. Okay. Um, so that could have, took up a good chunk of time. Right. That's like that's a long time. Five minutes for, for each of those. People, yeah. Oh, geez. All right. Well, um, we'll be right back to talk about that in a moment. Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast writer for The Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. All right, Caroline, so let's get right into the meat of it. What was the actual decision that they made? Did they accept the NAACP's new map, or did they go with the one that they had already created? What happened? Yeah, I think this was the much-anticipated question of the night, um... Unfortunately, they did downvote the proposed map by the NAACP and the amendments that Stephen Dixon had made with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they went on to approve the redistricting map that the city had made, Mm -hmm. and um, they approved two amendments made by Bob Parsons and Kelly Griswold. Okay. What are, like, the differences between those those maps? Why would they accept the one that we have and not the one from the NAACP? What was their reasoning? Yeah, so the big issue that I think the city was trying to address was the um, large population um, growth in Ward 2, which mm-hmm. is Kelly Griswold's ward, which would be about 13,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other wards have about a few thousand. I think mm-hmm. the smallest district is 7,000. Where is Ward 2? Ward 2 is in the north side of Auburn. Okay. Um, it's more rural than the rest of um, downtown Auburn and around the university. And so the NAACP's plan would include a second mi- minority majority ward, but mm-hmm. the other plan would keep with the one, which would be Ward 1, where Connie Fitch-Taylor presides over right. it. So I believe we have you know eight wards, and only one of those, uh, which is Ward 1, uh, is our majority-minority ward. So a majority of the population is made up of minorities. Correct. Uh, whether they're, you know, black, if they're Asian, whatever. Um, and the rest of them, they're all majority white. Right. And this plan, at least the NAACP's plan, uh, would have created a second uh, majority-minority ward. Where would that have been? Yeah, so the the large black population growth that they found within the new census. Mm -hmm. Um, The NAACP was trying to reapportion that into Ward 6. Um, So Ward 6 would function the same way that Ward 1 does. So Ward 1 doesn't necessarily have more, um, is technically not a majority-minority ward because they don't have more blacks than white people. Okay. Um, 
And basically, Ward 6 would be the same way, but it functions that way because it consistently puts out a black candidate as a council member. Got it. All right. What was the council's problem with the NAACP's map? They had some legal analysts come in, um, and the analysts explained that they felt that the NAACP's map violated the Voting Rights Act of 1965, Mm -hmm. which says that you can't dilute the power of minority groups um, for voting purposes, Mm. which I don't understand why the NAACP would do that because their whole... Right. um, the motivation whole idea. is to help minority groups vote. Yeah, like, do you know if adding, like, how could adding another majority-minority district dilute the power? They used um, the Jingles test and mm-hmm. citizens' voter age population mm-hmm. um, to determine that the ward wouldn't function in the way that would allow minority groups to have power voting-wise. Okay. Members of the NAACP came up and said that those statistics were not were not usable because of the sample size that they were using and basically mm-hmm. saying that the census wasn't asking people what their citizenship was. So you can't yeah. really take um, a guess at who's a citizen and who's not based right. on the 2020 census. So these analysts who came in, who were they and like what makes them uh, like a valuable um, resource on this. Yeah, so Dorman Walker was the analyst that they had come in to make sure that their maps were legal and that they were doing all the things required of um, a redistricting map. Mm-hmm. Um, and the city or citizens previously had an issue with him being elected. Um, they talked. We talked about it in previous meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually worked on the state's newly drawn congressional maps that were blocked on Monday. Mm. Yeah, so um, where was I? I lost my thought. So these, someone who essentially worked with Alabama's congressional maps, which were just federal judges on Monday, just declared that they were unconstitutional. Right. Now he came on and looked at the city's maps to see if they would be constitutional. Right. Okay. And basically, he and um, they had a professor from UGA come in and and Mm -hmm. analyze um, the statistics that they had for them. Um, And he and the analyst said that uh, it would not be legal for the NAACP map to do Mm. their plan. Got it. And I guess uh, just for further context, I guess we should talk a little bit about what happened at the state level. The new maps drawn by the Alabama legislature... Uh, We're going to keep the same general um, districts that we have now, which includes uh, seven uh, districts, and only one of those, which is Ward 7, is a majority-minority. They had a federal panel of judges look at the state um, Mm -hmm. map, and basically they said that District 7 in particular was unconstitutional because it violated the Voting Rights Act of 1960. Four or five, right? I believe I've I've looked at that district. I think it like goes into Montgomery, but then also like crosses right through Birmingham somehow. It's like a yeah. really weirdly shaped district. Yeah, that was. I think that was part of the issue. Is a lot of people have issues with the, with the gerrymandering that goes mm-hmm. within the Alabama congressional districts. Yeah. Um, and basically, the way that they're drawn, it doesn't allow for these minority groups to operate as a majority within. Mm. The District 7. 
I believe the uh, the federal judges, as you just mentioned, um, their reasoning for saying why the maps that the legislature had voted on were unconstitutional were because you know they were you know racially gerrymandered, where they mm-hmm. weren't giving black Alabamians the same opportunity as white Alabamians to elect a candidate of their choosing. Right. Which is, you know, in itself a violation of the Voting Rights Act. Right. Especially, you know, in its spirit, especially. Yeah. Dorman Walker, uh, what what did he have to do with the Alabama maps? Um, basically, his job is to do the same thing that he's doing for Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to look at um, if it's legal and... He's made it clear that his take on how maps should be drawn is through a race-blind perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, the federal judges said that um, maps need to be drawn with race in mind. Mm. Um, and it's important to draw them that way so that it doesn't violate the Voting Rights Act. Um, so he basically draws them to make sure that they are legal, that they are doing what they're supposed to do. And um, he does what he did for the state what he does for Auburn. Okay. You know, we, we've talked about what, about like the differences between the maps and, you know, the various reasons why people were for or against it. What did the people who came up had to say, the people who took up the majority of the meeting? Yeah. So we had a few NAACP members come up and talk about um, how it is important to look at maps with a, with race in mind. Um, and so they talked about how they felt it was unfair that they were being portrayed as um, proposing illegal maps when Mm -hmm. that's not really what they're trying to do. Um, A lot of citizens were unhappy with the city council's refusal or, you know, postponement of, you know, acting on a risk that they think the city should be taking. They should be making this change and including more minorities in the city council Um, A lot of them were asking the city council to essentially do better than what they've been doing. And a lot of people brought up a broken system. And, you know, the system can be broken at a national level and it trickles down to the city level and this very local level that is Auburn. Mm, Okay. Um, So what are some of the things that the people had to say, like besides like the members of the NAACP? Like what did everyone else have to say? So... Um, Warren Tidwell, he said he got an email from, from a friend who actually said that they were upset that they lived in Auburn and that Mm. this redistricting map and this whole process with the redistricting and the, um, basically claiming that the NAACP map was illegal and all that, um, was upsetting to them because they felt like, you know, Auburn should be progressing more into a fair and justifiable, equal county. And actually, one of the more prominent members that people may be aware of is Kelly Thompson. She sits at the um, at the corner from 5 to 7, Tumor's mm-hmm. Corner. She, she does her... the Tumor sit-in. Yeah. And, and they've been doing that since, uh, I believe, like the middle of 2020? Yeah, I think it was like June. I think it's been about mm. a year and a half or something like that for them. Right. Um, and she basically, she started out herself. She went out there and sat by herself, and it's grown into this movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came in with their end racism, stop racism signs, and basically she came up and spoke about you know doing brave things for the things that you believe in and how you know just as a simple person just sitting on a corner she's doing a brave thing for something she believes in 
And she believes that as city council members, they should be doing this brave thing and taking this step because, you know, in June of 2020, when George Floyd died and all of that happened, a lot of people came to the corner and spoke about things that they wanted to change about Auburn. And she basically urged them to, you know, this is your time to change Auburn and do things for the better. We all know what happened. We all know what brought many of us to street corners all across this country. We know the anger. We know the pain. We know all the emotion that brought us out there. But we told ourselves we would be changed. That we would be different. And now is our time. Now is our time to consider if we'll be changed by that moment or not. If we'll consider the long, long history of voter suppression, particularly in the Deep South, and the trusted leadership of the NAACP in fighting those battles. That's what I would be considering if I were you. And so I hope that as you continue to see many of us continue to sit out with signs like that at this moment and every moment that you will have in the future to be changed, just please be changed. I support the NAACP's map because I support their leadership. I support the work that they've been doing. And I told myself and my friends that I would be changed. So, you know, we, we have um, all of these people in support. You said like 16 people probably came up in support of, um, of the NAACP map. But I believe more people than that actually came up to speak. So what did some people who, who weren't in support of the map have to say? Yeah, so we had one guy come up, um, and he actually came up, and his statement was a little jarring because he said, I'm about to, you know, upset probably a majority of the people in here right now. Great way to start something. Yeah, exactly. I feel like as soon as he said that statement, he should have been cut off because um, it only got worse from there. Um, Basically, he explained that he felt the NAACP was a racist organization, Mm. Um, you know, that black people weren't, you know, they were only trying to progress their own race. They weren't trying to help, like, Hispanics, Asians, other white people. Jeez. Um, and he said he grew up in a time where they were integrating the schools, so he went to a majority black school mm-hmm. um, and pretty much followed that up with a lot of racist, racist stereotypes that, like, uh, black Ugh. students went and were violent and were ganging Yikes. up on people. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, and he spoke for about four and a half minutes out of the five minutes that they were given. Right. Um, and so people obviously got very upset because he was not saying very good things about the organization and about black people in general. Yeah. You know, obviously there's a code of conduct when it comes to public hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, you need to be respectful when you're addressing the council, when you're addressing other people in the room. And so people became very unsettled. The room kind of erupted into people like, you know, shouting and understandably upset. Mm -hmm. Um, And so previously in the meeting, you know, Anders kind of keeps the peace, tells people when they shouldn't be talking out of order and stuff like that. Right. And Warren Tidwell, who I spoke about before, um, shouted from the audience saying, like, you've stopped other people from talking. Why aren't you telling him to stop from talking? Mm -hmm. And then at that point, um, Anders had to be like, please stop. You've talked enough. Please sit down. Um, And then Mm -hmm. he refused, actually, to sit down and to leave his seat. Um, So they had the police who are always in the building, always Mm -hmm. in the area. They had him come up 
and he started to argue with them, actually. Um, <laughs> so they kind of had to force him out of the building. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then I think members of the NAACP tried to get up and, you know, defend themselves after his mm-hmm. remarks. Um, and Connie Fitch-Taylor was like, I, I need a recess. That yeah. was a lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot for me to take in. Literally. What a crazy meeting. Yeah. It was something I've never seen before. Yeah. You know, now that they have decided on what map they will be using, what comes next? Like, what could come next? Yeah, so the city will implement their plan, Mm -hmm. um, which is important for the elections coming up, which is the reason for the whole ordeal between the two plans. Um, Mm -hmm. So the local NAACP, um, I was told they were just going to sit and watch and... um, kind of keep an eye on what the city's doing, you know, and keep tabs on if, you know, they feel that there's anything else that they feel would require them to take action. Mm-hmm. Um, but people mentioned that, you know, there's an elephant in the room and um, mm. um, that is the legal threat from the NAACP. You know, it's not an exact um, or a definite. And the NAACP at the state level or the national level could take action if they wanted to against the city of Auburn. Wow. That, I guess that'll be something we have to look out for. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see if they, uh, the NAACP takes notice and um, mm. moves forward with what they think is the right plan for the city of Auburn. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Caroline. Uh, excellent coverage, as always. Thank you. Um, from the Auburn Plainsman, this has been Public Hearing. I'm Trice Brown. I'm Caroline Craig. And we will see you next week. See you next week.